If you want to support our podcast financially, please visit patreon.com slash IIMBSB. Also, email us with questions or ideas at ifimaypodcast at gmail.com. On today's episode, we talk with our friend, mystic, and former dog influencer, Shirley Braha, about her experience coming out as a lesbian in her late 30s. We discuss her early religious education at an Orthodox Jewish high school in Brooklyn and what it was like to run one of the most popular dog Instagram accounts of the 2010s. Rest in peace, Marnie. Welcome to If I May Be So Bold, a podcast about relationships. The ones we have with others, the one we have with ourselves. And given that Dan and I are a couple, you're going to be hearing about our relationship too. I'm Dan Epstein, a recording artist, former opera singer, and relational coach. I'm Justin Waring Crane, a therapist, recovering perfectionist, and karaoke star. nervous uh i think because i kind of look up to you shirley <laughs> and I, I know i know i didn't even want to say it because i was worried i was gonna scare you or something really but, i feel uh, like such a ding dong most of the time <laughs> that's, why, that's partly why i look up to you uh, <laughs> no i just uh no i just i see you as like the cool like gay aunt that I never had. I definitely, <laughs> yeah, I feel like kooky gay Aunt Shirley. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, it's okay. You don't have to impress her. Like I, I have this, like, I have this like teacher's pet thing, like always have. So I, if I like look up to someone, I'm always, I just like watch my behavior. Cause I feel like I can be like pretty weird if I, and do you know what I mean? Like, I know, but I feel I that wanna... way about you. Oh my God. Yeah. Whenever you guys are in the same room, you guys are just like, it's true. You get right into it. It's true. Which is funny because you don't like Aries. What? Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. So the last time, last time Shirley and I were together, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but you told me, I was your favorite Aries, which was so meaningful. And what is what is <laughs> you are? Because you have that Virgo rising. Yeah. And that's the yeah, Virgo, Virgo rising is hot. Thank you. Is it? Virgo rising's hot? To me. Yeah. What's so hot yeah. about us? Yeah, tell tell us. Virgo rising? Oh, I like it because it's like it's like reserved, but really put together and like efficient and like get shit done and it's not it's not really like look at me energy but you want to look at them anyway you know mm, yeah because Virgo, Virgo's a little bit more reserved it's like not you know how Leo is like they want people to look at them I feel like Virgo doesn't really carry that kind of yeah energy. that's right uh you're uh you really stick out to me Shirley in that you're the only person I've ever seen I've ever seen someone's dog deliberately pee on them. That was crazy. <laughs> that was insane. That was truly insane. 
Shirley and I had hung out. Um, we'd hung out like several times through friends, but uh, Shirley's living in this fabulous house in Palm Desert or outside Close of Palm enough, Desert. Yeah. Yeah. And she so graciously invited Justin and I and our friend Casey uh, for a weekend there. And Justin had never met Shirley. I was the only person who had met Shirley. And uh, we were sitting by this pool and Shirley's place and just sitting by the pool, feet in the water. And I look over and I see her. Well, you're missing. We have to step back for one second. I was okay. by the pool talking to two boys, right? Yeah, right. And my dog me, me in case. is a boy, maybe with some alpha tendencies. Mm-hmm. And he was not liking that. And so he took yeah. his revenge. He marked literally. his territory. He literally <laughs> marked his territory. I was like, wow, <laughs> men are on some other trip. They're on another trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look I look over and I, he's, I see this little dog, Pee-wee. His name's Pee-wee. L- lift his leg <laughs> and pee on your butt cheek. He li- I think it was like more like my back. Oh yeah. Was it my yeah, back? Like, I can't you were remember. Sit- yeah, you were sitting like, with your Sam, he is possessive. That's <laughs> nasty. That's nasty Pee-wee. Nasty man. Justin, where do you want to well, start? Um, I you know, since the crown is back, do you watch the crown? I do. I only watched a few minutes of the new season. Uh, it seemed like they've got a new woman for Diana. Am I they right, do. right? They do. Yeah, they do. And that was weird because the other girl was so perfect as Diana. Yeah, I, I really liked what you said about um, Diana and Charles's relationship through the lens of astrology. And I wondered if you could share a little bit of about that. Or I could just read your text that you sent me, which was so great. <laughs> well, I haven't, you know, okay. I haven't really done the math on Charles and Camilla as much as I'd like to, because there's like websites that you can use that really, truly calculate the aspect between the planets. And that stuff is really um, important because if you're only going by, um, you know, like the big three and, and, the planets just like, you know, on a one-to-one, you can get three, somewhere. The big three being sun, moon, right. rising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can get some information, but you're still not getting the big picture. So I would love to do like a full, a full, uh, examination of their, um, of how, of their aspects. You guys yeah. know the term aspects? Yeah. Yeah. So like the it's aspects are a big part of it. Cause you, you can have, you know, compatibility on co-star or something with a person. Mm-hmm. And that counts for something, but you really have to see how the the planets are aspecting each other. And you have to like go to an actual like website to do that. Yeah. And looking at all the yeah. houses, which I never know how to do. Oh yeah. Yeah. The houses too. Yeah. It's, 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 I feel like the more you learn, the deeper you just want to get into it because i mean the the scariest thing about astrology is that it's actually real Mm -hmm. like that's scary that's really weird Mm -hmm. it's like how are these celestial bodies truly impacting our 
personalities from the day we're born on kind of like a one-to-one basis. Mm-hmm. It's like very, it's very apparent to me when I like see certain elements of a person's personality. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I see that. Like, you know, the Leo rising. I see the this, I see the that. You see it. And I, I mm-hmm. continually find myself attracted to like certain qualities, like like Scorpio and Taurus, like vibes. I'm always like, oh, wow, that's like so hot. <laughs> That's interesting. I do associate Scorpio with Taurus for some reason. Mm. Is there is there an obvious reason or is it it's just like this? I don't know if it's like the they both strike me as signs where you kind of have to earn their trust or like comfort level with them. Yeah. I, and I mean, sense? they're both on the earth uh, water side. So I think I think that there's mm. a the largest disparity between signs is, is sort of like you have your earths and your waters, and then you have your airs and your fires. And those are very different energies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scorpio, you, you definitely mean, have yeah. to earn the trust. Taurus, I feel like they're generally pretty chill. It's like just like a chill. I feel like the stereotype is they like to be cozy. They like to like be in a hoodie. Like yes. A blanket. I thought you said they like cookies. I'm like, we do like cookies. I'm, I'm <laughs> they a, love I'm, them. They love, love, love. They love cookies. It's it's actually true. Tauruses, they have a tendency to eat a lot of snacks. And I'm a Taurus moon, which is so how mm. I process my like my emotions is in a Taurus way. And that usually just means I want to like stay in bed all day and like eat cookies and just like, you know, I don't get angry. I don't get mad. I don't, you know, that's not my emotional reaction. Maybe someone with like a fire sign mm-hmm. might have a more fiery temper. Um, I just process it more like, mm, just want to eat snacks and like be alone. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So you have the Taurus moon, like Charles, like Prince Charles. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, cause, okay. Can I read this text that you sent to me about Charles sure. and Diana? Okay. Well, you said that Diana is the best, which not contentious, but ultimately incompatible with Charles because while yes, Charles is a little bitch, he's not heartless since he has his sweet Taurus moon, but that doesn't go well with Diana's Aquarius moon and Camilla is a cancer moon and that's just a more natural fit for him. And then I think so. I stand by that. Also, the way Charles prideful Leo rising was jealous of Diana's popularity contest winning sad rising. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I, I think I think those are solid, solid theories. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, but you know what? The, the, the Leo, the Leo sad thing. I didn't make that up myself. I read it okay. um, like a New York like newyorkpost.com for some reason they have <laughs> they have extensive astrological analyses of like so many things it's like they're one of the leaders of like astrology analysis i'm like okay um <laughs> but yeah they actually said that i was like oh that's really insightful i love but that. it's it's a known fact everyone knows it's yeah. not a secret that charles was very jealous mm-hmm. of diana which is ridiculous yeah. because he should be stoked that he found this princess that is you know, bringing the country together. They're like so excited to have this incredible princess. And all he can do is just like be jealous. Like, ew. Yeah. So tacky. So fucking tacky. So tacky. But you know, I'm happy for him when he's found love now. Well, he's he's had love his whole life. He just couldn't be with her. Yeah. Mm. I like how you're holding a pen, Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) Notes. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to put that to good use. (laughs) Um, 
on this podcast, when we remember to do so, we like to ask guests about their first kiss. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think I I want to ask you about your first kiss, but I but then we also need to do first kiss as gay. You know, first kiss like <laughs> when you knew you were gay, or if that right. was a thing. So yeah, so those are two really different experiences for sure. Um, like I can tell you about my first kiss with a guy, but like it, you know, I don't think of it as like some sentimental romantic thing. I was just right. it's just like an activity, right? You know, it's like I don't know some some guy from my high school. I don't know. We were with a group of people like by a beach. I was attracted to him. Um, for whatever reason, I think, because, like, he didn't have kind of as aggressive energy as a lot of, like, maybe other men that I went to high school with. I went to a very religious Jewish high school. Um, and he seemed, like, a little different. Like, he was kind of into alternative music and stuff. And he had this, like, Dolce & Gabbana cologne that I found really <laughs> attractive. And I don't know. So I was, like, very turned on by that stupid cologne. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I don't... I don't uh, you know, I'm not, like, I don't think we had, like, feelings. He's, I don't think he had feelings for me necessarily. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, we made out for, like, like 20 seconds by maybe a minute. I don't know. By the beach. I was like, okay, cool. Do you I remember, lost my kiss like, virginity. Uh, what? Do you remember, like, uh, kind of the dynamic socially that you... I'm just so curious because I know you went, you went to Yeshiva Flatbush, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very I'm religious, so fascinated very big by Jewish it. high school in Brooklyn. Yeah, right. So, like, what was what? Can you set the scene for us? Of like, you said you're with a group of friends. Like, what was this group of friends? Um, I don't even I, remember. Maybe I think I was in some kind of school play, or no, not a school play, but um, like a community play, and that's how I knew this guy. Mm-hmm. And you know, but I don't. The, the you know, it wasn't a particularly happy time in my life. So like, it's not. Yeah. You know, the memories aren't vibrant. You know, I wasn't like, yeah. ooh, I'm so in love. This guy's gonna be my boyfriend. Just kind of like, hey, <laughs> I don't know. So, but outside, like, like you know, my memory of kissing my first girl is way more vivid. Let's hear it. You know, and sure. that was, I, I. I think I had always suspected that I was like at least bisexual. Like I never, I never thought I was a lesbian, but I had suspected that I was at, at least like bisexual. And so mm-hmm. I got accepted to Smith College, which is like one of you know has one of the biggest lesbian populations of pretty much any college in America. I think they say also Mills College, but uh, at least on the East mm-hmm. Coast, Smith would probably be yeah. the gayest. And it was maybe like the first month that I was at Smith and I was at like some campus party and there was some kind of like little bit like butchy girl and we were dancing on the dance floor and I knew that she had a reputation for kind of just being like easy and, you know, which is cool. And so I was like, all right, you know, whatever. (laughs) I was like, let's, let's try this. Let's see, you know? So like we made out. So that was. That was like, that was appealing to you that she had this reputation? Yeah. Yeah. Cause cool. I was like, all right, it sounds easy. Like, I don't like, you know, sounds drama free, you know, like, mm. okay, we could just make out on the dance floor and it wouldn't be like some big deal. Like, fine. So we did, we made out on the dance floor and I was like, okay, um, I obviously enjoyed that. <laughs> and so like, I remember kind of like almost 
like 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 almost like crying afterwards because mm. I was like okay it's true I am I am bi <laughs> okay interesting and that's you know it was a different era it was like 2003 I came from a very religious Jewish community where being you know bisexual or lesbian is just not really an option um so I think it was kind of like confusing to have confirmation of like okay yeah this thing that I suspected for a long time appears to be true okay interesting whatever um and so yeah I got that out of the way and and yeah I just I just remember enjoying the feeling of kissing her maybe more than like you know with my with a guy or whatever Mm -hmm. but which is not to say I haven't enjoyed kissing guys like I absolutely do and like sometimes I still do but it's not it's uh there's a limit to how far yeah I want to go and there's also a limit to how much enjoyment I'm going to get from that. So it's not like my attraction to men is zero. Obviously if it was zero, I would have probably realized when I was a lot younger that like yeah. I hate men, I'm gay, but it's not like that. <laughs> there's a lot more subtlety to it. And also it's not like I just walk around like being attracted to women everywhere. I'm not. It's mostly mm-hmm. just like a specific like type of lesbian. So it's a much smaller group of people. And unless you're like mm-hmm. participating in like lesbian circles, you might not encounter a lot of people like that. So you came away from that experience of kiss of making out with this really promiscuous lesbian um, that you were like, that was really fun. But like my in my head, like I'm still like going to date men. Yeah, I just thought, okay, I'm bisexual. And I think a lot of women are like that. Like, it's really, really common, actually, for women who ultimately realize that they're lesbian. I think probably majority go through a period um, of thinking that they're bi. And that period can go on for a lifetime. It could go on for a few months, you know, but that's usually kind of like a stepping stone to realizing certain things about yourself. And I think that a lot of people kind of never get out of that phase. They really just think, yeah, this attraction to women that I have, bye. Cause they, they're like, okay, well I, I do like my boyfriend. I do love my husband. And it's like, well, yeah. how's, how's that, that other connection that you guys have? Like, how's that part of your life together? Like, is mm. it spicy or is it kind of just like, you know? And, and sure. I think once you start kind of factoring that in, you're like, okay, yeah, me, you know, like you start realizing a few things. Yeah. Um, God, there's a lot of directions I want to, I want to go. Well, um, I like yeah. thinking about, well, you describe surely the school that you went to this really wild phenomenon of when the senior girls, these are senior girls in high school would like get yes. engaged to you know, a senior guy, what would happen? They would have these like really big parties, right? Mm-hmm, that's right. It was uh, a really strange school. Yeah. When a, a senior girl, it would have to be, the rule was you, you couldn't get engaged. You're not allowed to get engaged as a junior, but I think as a senior, once you become senior, then you're allowed to get engaged <laughs> and then there would be, we'd have these like monthly gatherings, like in the school gym, like the whole school for like dancing to celebrate the Rosh Hashanah, which means the 
beginning of the new month. So we'd have these monthly parties and then they would like add in this section to the dancing. It's like a 9 a.m. party. Like who wants to dance in the gym <laughs> with like, you know, 800 students at 9 a.m. on a Friday? But you're like, OK. And uh, yeah, if like some girl got engaged, all of a sudden we'd like form big circles around them and they're like carrying like the the bride and groom to be on chairs and we're all celebrating them. And, you know, of course, it's like a 17, 18 year old girl. And it's like, who knows how old the guy is? Sometimes they could be like 30, 32. You know, it's crazy. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm fairly certain I have a memory of like this, like 17 year old girl. Like she was like really pretty. And so you're like, we're all dancing around this really pretty girl who's like getting engaged. And so you're like, okay, well, if like the pretty girls get engaged, that means that like, you know, you should do that too. You know, (laughs) I don't know. You know, so we all get these messages. So it's just really hard to break yourself out of that brainwashing. But, um, you know, I definitely, I definitely did not want to be a child bride. Like I wanted out, but it was still, you know, it was very mixed messages. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, so the whole school would be at this. Yeah. It was like, well, there's two, I think there was about maybe 120 kids per grade. So I don't know, like 500, 600 kids. Yeah. So I'm imagining being a freshman girl and like, you know, I remember being a freshman in high school and just how old the seniors look to me. Yeah. Um, And so I just can only imagine like a freshman girl or freshman, whoever seeing this and being like, whoa, like it being so seeming like such a big deal. Like you're still a child and you're like, wow, like this person I go to school with is like in the spotlight because they're they're off to get married, you know? Yeah, it was really weird and very uncomfortable. And I think especially taking into account now that I'm gay, I'm like, of course (laughs) I felt really uncomfortable. This is a really weird display and something that I don't really want, but I'm like being trained to believe that this is what I should aspire towards. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the whole, I mean, that whole school was just brainwashing towards, you know, encouraging girls to get married early and like stay in the Jewish community and pop out four kids and knowing what I know now, it's like, of course I didn't want to do that. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I want to talk more about your sexual, uh, awakening. Um, but yeah. I think I, I want to give a little context because you're really one of the most interesting people I know. Um, and this is sweet. Oh my gosh. No, you, you definitely are. And you, I just want to kind of give context for the listener of like kind of your history. So the things I know about you are you as a teenager started a record label. Yeah. Little one, little DIY record label. And it was called. Little Shirley Beans Records. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's, a catcher, like a, it's a catcher in the rye reference. Oh, oh it is. That's yeah. cool. You were like a little, yeah, like a little enterpriser, um, an indie kid, right? Like really into music. Mm-hmm. And then you went on to have one of the biggest uh, pet accounts on Instagram like that existed at the time. Um, yeah. At the time. Yeah. Like fa- very famous dog. You had Marnie and, uh, and then you, I just think of you as like somebody who's really doing their thing and is like kind of rejected sort of living, living their life based on expectations from others. 
which I like Justin really, I'm really drawn to that. And I really admire that. Um, and I find you just like really authentic and like yourself, like unapologetically yourself. Um, so what do you attribute that to like kind of your, your path? Well, I, I think that that's really sweet of you to say, you know, I mean, I've always strived to live authentically and, but, you know, I mean, I'm human. I miss the mark sometimes like there, you know, that was a lot of years that I wasted thinking that I wasn't gay. You know, I legitimately didn't know if I did, I might've done things differently. Um, but I think, I think that, you know, in my soul as a teenager, I knew that that life that I was like, you know, that path that I was being put on just wasn't for me. So I, I had to take it upon myself to like find a path out that that was more meaningful to me, you know. last few years I feel like so much has changed for you you know like maybe you could walk us through what the last few years have brought in terms of how you were learning more about your sexuality and the kinds of people that you want to be dating and even how that affects like your style like the clothes that you wear you know yeah well, I think it's been a, a time of change for a lot of us, you know, the last few years, um, you know, between COVID and, you know, um, you know, everything. It just gave people a lot of time to sit with their thoughts and sit with themselves and really reflect. And I mean, being gay, like realizing you're gay when you're like in your late thirties is definitely, I think for most people, a really big deal. Sometimes I'm like, Oh, am I overreacting? Yeah like uh, by this and I'm like no because I'm on I'm on like all these like I I read stuff on the internet and like people who realize they're gay like when they're like not young they're like are freaking out because it's just like a shock you're like I really didn't think that I was I swear to god I really didn't think I was um so it's just a real shift in how you view yourself and you're like okay well what was I doing with these men and you're like okay you know it's like I like some (laughs) of it and you know but it's like there's just a limit to all that stuff. And I just find that I enjoy the company of lesbians more. I, in, in every way, it's just more fun for me. And I can, I feel like I can be myself a little bit more and that's really exciting. Amazing. Yeah. It's so exciting. Can you give us some examples of like maybe kind of important moments you had when you started spending time with lesbians more of like, oh, I, this part of myself is coming out or like, I'm noticing I'm like, like just discoveries you made, I guess. Yeah. I think, I think probably one of the biggest shifts is that when I started hanging out with like someone that I really liked, I found that I could communicate my thoughts in a, in a much more stream of consciousness way. Whereas like in the past, I felt like maybe I was like guarding my words. Like I would I would weigh every word before I said it to make sure it was like appropriate or something, you know? Mm-hmm. And then with this girl, I was, I just like saw this other side of myself that like words just started flowing and I was just being a lot, maybe a little, a little funnier or, or more natural with them. And I was like, well, that, that, like they said something like, 
wow, you're like really funny or something. I'm like, yeah, I'm only like this with you. And so that was really interesting. I'm like, okay, why is it that I'm only bringing out this part of myself with like a dyke, you know? I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And I think um, I just found that with them, like there were certain, I just, I would look forward to seeing them in ways that I didn't, maybe with men, I would think about them more than I did with men. And it wasn't in a way where I was just like wanting their you know, and it, like subconsciously, I think with men, it's like, oh, you want to feel validated. You want to feel like you're hot. And with them, it was more genuine. It was like, I just really like hanging out with this person. And also, you know, I mean, there were certain things like, you know, like sexually, I'm like, okay, I'm obviously enjoying this and feeling a lot more comfortable um, being naked with this person than I typically do with men. Cause I feel like with men, sometimes it just feels a little, for me as like someone who's not straight, I, it feels a little objectifying. Like the male gaze when I'm naked, like it doesn't feel great for me. I'm like, are they judging my body? Like, you know, I don't like that. And then also yeah. just the, the overall dynamic of straight relationships I mean you know I don't want to generalize too much but like sometimes it does feel like there's like some kind of chase going on like a predator prey like oh like you know like and I don't like that I don't I don't like that uh (laughs) you know uh I'm I'm an Aquarius Mars so I'm like more into like equality vibes Mm -hmm. um and yeah I think I just I just was having a lot more fun with, with yeah. lesbians. Definitely. I mean, also like there were just, it, it felt like there was just more passion and uh, what I kind of gave myself like free range to be like, okay, like surely go enjoy this as much as you want. Do not hold back. Let mm. yourself fall in mm. love. See what happens. Mm. Like you're obviously very into this person, like go for it, you know? Mm. Um, and so I did, you know, like we, we would, you know, we would like make out for hours. I wouldn't do that with a man. I was like, okay, this is clearly, clearly there's, <laughs> you know, there's a preference in one direction. Is it really like how bisexual is it really if I'm this much more engaged? Mm -hmm. So yeah. And was, was that a gradual realization or was it like pretty much once like the, the gate kind of opened, it was really obvious and like the shift happened fast. I think it was pretty obvious and I definitely didn't want to dilly dally on like accepting the truth. Once it started clicking Mm -hmm. for me, I'm like, okay, like, you know, because I do want to live authentically. And I'm like, okay, if I know this to be true, I'm not going to hide it about myself, you know? And it's like, okay, let's look at the facts. Like not to be crass, but it's like, do I think a dick is is, is pretty? Do I think it's hot? Eh. <laughs> you know, right. I'm like, uh, uh, like, I'm not that into it. Uh, you know, and I'm like, oh, let's just look at the facts. Who do I like hanging out with more? It's like, okay, I like hanging out with a lesbian more than I like hanging out with men. I like having sex with a lesbian more than I like hanging out with men. I like kissing a lesbian more than I like hanging out yeah. with men. That's pretty gay. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> like it took a long time for me to kind of, you know, process that fact. And it was a lot of kind of back and forth. And there are still days where I'm like, are you sure? Because it's like, I will, you know, I can have a good time with men, but, but like I said, there's a limit. So I don't feel fully comfortable. So Mm -hmm. that's why I don't, yeah, I don't see myself as bi. Mm -hmm. And like the role you tend to play in a, in a, in a queer relationship, it's, I imagine pretty different than the role you occupied in straight relationships or am I wrong there? I don't know. There's so many different kinds of lesbian relationships. You can't really, I don't, I don't want to generalize because some people do kind of prefer occupying more 
traditional gender roles and some people mm-hmm. don't. And I'm mm-hmm. still kind of figuring that out, but it's still nice that uh, like with every girl or non-binary person I've dated, the dynamic with them has been different. And uh, in a way where I feel like when I dated men, it was kind of uh, a binary where you're like, okay, this is the girl and this is the guy. And like, you know, it's just kind mm-hmm. of a more, for me, it was a more defined um vibe because also I wasn't living in it authentically. I was just kind of like playing the role of the girlfriend as best as I I could. Um, but with women and, and non-binary people, there's, it, I mean, that's part of the fun is like, you're kind of figuring out how do you two go together? How do you, you know, what's the vibe here? And, yeah. and that's really fun. I will say like, generally I'm attracted to people who are a little more masculine than me. And I think that's part of why it took me so long to realize that I was gay because most women that I encounter, I'm not attracted to them. I think they're great, but it's not sexual. Have, do you feel like people who've known you for a long time, what's been the experience of that? Like your sexual identity shifting, like, has there been anything that surprised you or anything that stuck out with, you Um, know, being in your late thirties and coming out? I think that most straight people, don't realize what a big deal it is uh, for a person to realize that they're gay later in life. It's not just, or, or at any point in their life, even as a teenager, I don't think that unless a straight person really puts in the work, I don't think they can understand the lesbian experience. You really have to do a lot of reading um, because you know, it's like I've now I'm like minority status in a way. It's a very different way of relating to the world. It's acknowledging like, oh, the way that I relate to the world is quite different than a straight person um, does. And like the energy of a man affects me differently than a straight person. And I think I don't think anyone intentionally was like not being unsupportive, but sometimes it would be nice to maybe have deeper conversations with Mm. my friends about being like, hey, like, so how's this? changing like you guys are great because I feel like you really are interested in knowing uh more about it but I think a lot of people just don't know how to talk about it or don't know the right questions to ask don't know the right way to be supportive and really just don't you know it's like they're like oh I don't I don't know what to say so I'm just not gonna say anything what do you what do you wish um friends or people close to you would have asked you um, sort of like just checking in and be like, Hey, are you doing okay? I know this is a big change in your life, you know, because I, I don't think that they're intentionally, um, not being caring, but I think they just don't realize that like, Hey, this is like a big emotional shift for me. It's like, and, and I, I, you know, I don't say that as like, Oh, I need help. But just sort of, if you, if you know someone who's going through a big transition in life, like, you know, realizing that they're, um, their gender identity is different or their sexuality is different than it thought it was. Like that person is going through a lot of inner work and inner turmoil at that point and like kind of reassessing so much about their lives and it's not easy for them. So um, if you have friends like that in your life, like check in on them, say, how are you doing with this? I know it's a lot. You're so, I'm so proud of you for like, you know, Mm. trying to be more authentic in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I could imagine how later in life, people would be more blasé about it, I guess, than it being like when you're, when you're younger. I hadn't thought about that before though. More blasé in the way that other people perceive um, you? Just blasé about the fact that you're, you know, 
realizing you're queer, like identifying as queer. I don't oh, late, know. In, late, late in life, straight people or late in life lesbians? Uh, straight people. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. i sorry. I thought you meant late in life lesbians. No. Yeah. 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 yeah I think, you know, they would say, okay, so you, you eat, you eat pussy now instead of dick. Okay, great. Good job. Okay. <laughs> so right, what, what right. else is going on? Right, you know, right. <laughs> like, well, we just skipped past like something huge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that like, I've had this experience, uh, uh, like a parallel experience i'm not going to say it's as big of a deal um with just like being diagnosed as adhd as an adult mm. of you know i have had to like experience a fair amount of grief for the things that i didn't that didn't happen that would have happened if i had you know addressed this or realized this um when i was younger same you know, yeah that's ha- exactly how i feel it's like i i grieve for what I, I lost in the past, you know? Yes, I totally relate to that. I feel like we've really entered a different era where people are realizing a lot of things about themselves and recognizing that we have a lot of trauma and sadness from not realizing those things before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think you and Marnie could have had a different relationship if you had come out when you were when she was alive? Oh, that's such a tough question. I have, I don't know. I mean, she definitely um, made me realize a few things. I just felt, you know, I think there was a part of me that felt like I wasn't maybe the most loving person before Marnie. I was like, oh, Mm. I'm just not a romantic person. I'm not a loving Mm. person. I'm not a mushy person, you know, because those parts of myself were not coming out um, in my hetero relationships. You know, I, I, you know, I wasn't like a super, super duper sweet, you know, I wasn't nurturing. And so it was really interesting for me to see like, okay, I'm like deeply in love with this dog. I obviously have a lot of emotion and a lot of love to give. And I am very Mm -hmm. sweet and you know, all I want to do is give love. So it's like, why are these qualities not manifesting in my relationships, like that's weird. And so I started doing all this work on myself, trying to understand like, why am I not like, you know, I like wanting to like, just be better with men. And it literally took me, like I was looking for the answer and it, it took me so long to figure it out. Like I, like, I really, I just couldn't figure it out. I remember I, I used to have like kind of, um, like maybe like binging tendencies sometimes like from mm-hmm. anxiety, like I would have a lot of anxiety and I think it would manifest in overeating. And so I was like, what is the cause of, of this anxiety? Like I want to tackle it. I want to address it. And I even, I went to overeaters anonymous, like trying to like figure out what the root issue was. I kept looking for this root issue. Mm-hmm. Like what is my the core issue going on here. I was like, is it because I grew up in this religious community? Like, what is the problem here? And I, so I swear I was really looking for the cause of my anxiety. And, and now I realize it's like, Oh, cause you're like dating guys and you don't really love them. Mm. This is not really for you. So it's just crazy mm. that we can be searching for the answer and it's right in front of our eyes and we don't see it sometimes. Totally. Yeah. I really relate to what you said about being so affectionate with Marnie Um, I think as a, as a cis straight man, like, you know, in my relationships, like, you know, being single, just kind of out there in the world, like early thirties, like there wasn't a, 
obvious place for me to put like my loving energy towards, you know, like Mm. it's like, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship. Like I have good friendships, but it's like, it's not the same as like having this thing you take care of that like comes pouring out. And it's like, so sometimes over the top and like, so full on, you know, Yeah, I really relate to that. Did you start feeling that when you adopted Ricky? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. And like we were, you know, on our own, just the two of us for a long time. Um, yeah, I totally yeah. felt that and totally felt this like kinship, um, intense love with him. Yeah. Are there any stories about when when Marnie's uh, fame really rose like that stick out just kind of because it's such an interesting time, right? It's like kind of earlier Instagram and like these things getting bigger and bigger. Is there anything that really sticks out like bizarre or just like interesting things that happened as the person with Mm. her? I mean, it was just a very funny and weird time, you know, just you get invited to these crazy parties. You're meeting all these um, celebrities. You get, you know, you're just invited to all these cool events. You're like, wow, this is so wild and what a what a trip i mean what an absolute trip to experience with my best friend you know yeah (laughs) it's amazing and that's our show thanks for joining us our music is by nightlight 